Welcome to Rara Radio. Each week we will have a theme for our podcast, and this week's theme is not so superheroes. For this week's collection of stories, we're going to persuade, entertain, and inform you about some not so superheroes. This is our first episode, so we are really excited to share with you. There might be some hiccups, so please bear with us. Our process so far has been full of creative stories from our pool of writers. We all get put through different stages such as ideating, producing and then editing. After that you'll get to listen to the final product of what has been a long but exciting journey. Our first story is from Jude Anderson. Act 1, The Woodland Secret. I looked behind me and there he was, staring straight back at me. So I ran through the forest as fast as I could. The adrenaline started and never stopped. I could feel my heart as I breathed in and out thumping harder and harder. I was about to change form and I knew it. As I quickly got to the forest, I started to change form and in a blink of an eye, I turned from a normal human girl into a beautiful seeker deer. After galloping through the trees for what felt like forever, I slowly started to slow down. As I looked around, I could see that claw marks were covered on trees all over the place. I looked around and for a second, I tried to hear anything at all but all I heard was a fish in front of me, swimming through a long, bendy river. My eyes slowly started to close and open. I was tired and cold. It was early in the morning, around seven, but the time of day wasn't important. So I started to close my eyes and rest. I woke at 6 p.m. In the water's reflection, I could obviously see that I was no longer in deer form. I lay on my back for a moment, then got up onto my hands and knees and stretched out my arms. I would have to be going soon, as the day was coming to a close, and after all, he only kills in the darkness. As I slowly wandered through the tall fir trees, I stumbled across destroyed shelters and animal homes. There were also quite a lot of other small rodents, and you could tell that most of them were scared. They hid behind any kind of shelter they could find. Their homes had been ruined by tourists, and some completely destroyed. The strongest animals had been used as slaves, but for the weak and unlucky, he had destroyed their shelters, beaten them up, and some even killed. He was the woodland's biggest threat. As I wandered more through the forest, I found a small opening. In front was a huge lake. The water was half frozen and around it, the temperature had dropped even lower. I carefully made my way across the fully frozen ice. I didn't want to go through the forest at night because if he was coming, I wanted to be able to see him. It would give me a slight advantage. Finally, the silence stopped and behind me, a branch broke and fell to the ground. And there he was, towering over me, staring me down with his deep, dark blue eyes, Taurus. Imagine a bull mixed with a human. Well, that's exactly Taurus. My heart skipped many beats before I even thought of running. But of course, I did. And that's when it hit me. If somebody was going to die tonight, it wasn't going to be me. I felt small, scared, and even useless to his presence. In fact, like always, he wasn't alone. A pack of wolves crowded around me. I could feel myself getting scared, but this time I wasn't going to run. 
I was going to win this battle, not just for me, but for the suffering animals. Inside my heart, I felt a light glowing. It was courage. I quickly shifted form into a big, brave lion, then stopped, turned around, and ran straight towards him willingly, knowing this wasn't the end, but the start of my journey. Next up, we have Connor Hayward and Caesar Serifros attempting to answer the age-old question. Who would win in a fight? Act 2, Super Fight. Hello and welcome. Tonight we have a very special event for you. In this corner, Deadpool and Dead Shots. In this corner, Wolverine and Spider-Man. Who would win? Let's find out in Super Fight. Season Connor here, and today we're going to be doing a superhero battle. Today, my team's gonna be Wolverine and Spider Man. My team's gonna be Deadpool and Deadshot. Who do you think will win? So, how I think Deadshot and Deadpool would win is I think they did Deadshot could snipe them down while, De, while Deadpool pull slices at, the, at them like rapidly. That is possible, but then Spider-Man could be going around swinging on his webs like he does, shoots down Deadpool and Deadshot at the same time, and may and maybe Wolverine, you know how he gets angry and his spikes comes out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he could take breathing lessons like Hulk, because when Hulk gets angry, he he um turns into he the Hulk. He doesn't really get angry though. He just he it's pretty much a bone that can grow and break very fast. Except it doesn't break on impact; it breaks at his will. Yeah, but um, how would he grow? How would he grow new, new um, claws things then? Well, it's a mystery, but that he was born with. But they're also made out of metal, which is really handy for him because it means that if he's going through like, so let's say he's going through Deadpool's neck. So the katanas might get in the way, but it's only the handles of the katanas that will get in the way, and they could get cut up because his claws are so sharp, it'll just go Yeah, but um, Deadpool's katanas are still pretty strong, and he would have his guns on his belt and all that. So on his belt while he's tied up in web. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just realised. Yeah, but Spider-Man, he's still got some tricks up his sleeve, but I, I think he wouldn't have a, he wouldn't bear a match against Deadpool and Deadshot as a team. Yeah, especially Deadpool and Deadshot. Mm. Actually, I think especially Deadshot, because he can be hiding in a building. He comes swinging around the corner looking for him, and since he has, he has, he's the most, one of the most intelligent people in the world, especially when it comes to maths, because of angles, winds, everything like that, he could just time it so perfectly. He goes, bang, he did. Yeah, and he doesn't even need to use use his big gun. He could probably just use his pistols on his arms. Yeah, probably. Uh, Spider-Man's pretty much an average person who got, but he just got bit by a radioactive spider and he can just sling webs. Yeah, but he can climb walls and he's pretty fast as well. But his wall climbing is thanks to his web because it's sticky on one side and not so sticky on the other. He just goes slip, 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 slip. Oh, I never knew that. Maybe, so maybe how um, Deadpool and Deadshot would win is because he can, and he can um, shoot Wolverine with his explosives. Yeah. That is possible, but come on, what superhero is dumb enough to do that? Yeah. Mm. Mm, yes, good point. 
From once the of superheroes to the next, our contributor, Alex Sawyer, is here to take some popular superheroes down a notch. Act 3, Batman vs Superman. Why Batman isn't great and Superman is amazing. Revenge. It's pretty typical when it comes to superhero stories, and in this case, I'm going to talk about Batman, a typical case of superhero. Sure, he may be a cool guy saying the day from the joke all the time and his I'm Batman <coughs> phrase, and yada yada Batman this, Batman that, but really, what I'm inferring is that there's not much to him. Him fighting off the Joker all the time, you know he's gonna win. I mean, has there ever been one time he hasn't? And his gadgets here and there. Whenever he's in a situation, like a really bad situation, he ends up having a laser knife in his pocket or something. Batman chose the life. The life didn't choose him. He only wants to avenge on his parents. And when you think about it, it's kind of selfish. I mean, you can't bring your parents back from the dead, gosh, when Superman is quite the opposite. Yes, he does want to be a normal person, but he knows he can't get that. So instead of being selfish with his powers, he uses it for others. And guess what? Superman actually has powers. Super strength, laser eyes, he can fly, and who knows what else. And he has a fear of kryptonite, not bats. I honestly don't think it would have taken long to think of the character Batman. I mean, imagine. Hey, we need a new character. What should his weakness be? Bats! Everybody hates bats, you know that, right? Yeah, they're nasty, evil creatures and they fly everywhere and they look ugh, Jurassic. Okay, we're on a roll. Now, revenge on who? Well, parents would be good. All other superheroes need to avenge their parents. Right, and how about a secret hideout? Every superhero has one. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And there you go. A group of people just invented Batman. Why is his name based on his fear? I do not know. But yeah, it's kind of weird. Superman, on the other hand, would have taken ages to think up of. I mean, being rocketed from another planet by his scientist father while his home planet is being destroyed? That is definitely not a typical case of superhero. He's awesome! So in the end, who do you think will save the day? Batman or Superman? Not all superheroes are created equal. So what happens if your superpowers are a little more out of the ordinary than most? Our contributors, Millie Matthews, Nicole Clement, Jack Jensen and Joe Grantham bring you this story. Act 4, Super Panel. Welcome to tonight's interview. With us today we have some unusual superheroes. Please welcome Santa Claus, Dragaton, Kinair Tractor and Zapsies. So, Santa Claus, how did you get your powers? I went to the same precious as my dad, but there was a problem. I woke up during the operation and I moved my hand back and my claws went a bit too far back inside. Santa Claus, how far do your claws go? Just a centimetre, that's why they call me Santa Claus. But how do you kill people then? I sometimes said that as far as my claws can go, and then I and then I asked my dad to do the rest. But he sometimes gets angry at me for clawing the furniture. 
All right, people, give it up for Santa Claus. So, Dragon Tongue, how did you get your powers? Smoking, and I did not consider this power. It's a curse. Your name is quite interesting. How did you get it? Before I got ex expelled, some kids found out about my curse and made fun of me. They would taunt me every day in the corridor. They would call me Dragon Tongue. Uh, that's quite unfortunate. So, how did you get expelled? One day when kids were taunting me, the curse kicked in and I burnt one of their faces off. They spent six weeks in hospital recovering. I was never allowed in school grounds again. Off the topic of school, we've heard you've been to Austria. What's it like over there? I was meant to go to Australia, but I ended up in Austria fighting a wooden monster who wants my blood. Apparently my blood is special because of my curse. So we fought and I broke my wrist. I would have lost if my curse didn't kick in when it did. If you want to hear what Austria was like, it was cold and musical. I'm sure I would have enjoyed Austria a bit more if I wasn't uncontrollably shooting fire out of my mouth. Have you ever considered stopping smoking? Never, and before you ask, I don't worry about the side effects either. I wouldn't think so. Alright people, give it up for Dragon Time. Hey, Cineclaw, what are you doing? Getting my claws out further. Hey, you're ruining the couch. Stop! Now, how did you get your powers, Kinder Tractor? Um, I was only four and I ate some laser pointers. And then the next day, a couple of red dots were on the wall. A million cats were scrambling to get through the glass doors. Eventually, some came through the kitten window and chased the dots around. Heck of a day when mum and dad came home and found the walls and furniture in ruins. I've heard that you've did something to your arch enemy. How did paralysis become your arch enemy? I was saving someone from being mugged when I got attacked by mind control cats. I found the guy who was controlling the cats in the tree. Too bad he left before I could catch him. Now, what is something that you're proud of? Getting up house, sort of. It was perhaps the best and worst thing in my whole entire life. Because it's sort of a curse and a gift. But the best part is kitten parties. Alright people, give it up for Kid Air Tractor. Now Zap, where did you get your powers from? Well, my dad invented the teleportation device and when I went to see it, it exploded. And I swallowed a nuclear fragment and that gave me my powers. So what inspired you to become a superhero? Well, I lost my dad when I was 12 and I do not wish that upon another soul. Sad to hear, but if you had one piece of advice for everyone, what would you say? Don't eat nuclear experiments. Okay, thank you for your time today, guys. And if you'll meet me upstairs, that would be... Wait, where's Dragon Tongue? Sorry, I need to have a little smoke. I saw, so I left the room, but unfortunately I found your secret plans. Knew it! So this interview was a way to eliminate us? Yeah, basically. Seems he's been doing this with many people, just like us. What do you mean, just like us? We don't have exactly normal powers like Superman and Aquaman. I, I say we get him. Agreed. You'll never get me alive. <laughs> oh, yes, we will. Don't count on that. And besides, am I supposed to be intimidated by claws that only go a centimetre? <laughs>
Get out the doorway, Zap. Oh, no, you don't. <sighs> Dang, it never works when I... <sighs> ah! It's time for another round of Super Fight. This time it's personal. Act 5, Super Fight. Super Fight Round 2. Bane and Hulk vs. Superman and Iron Man. Let's get ready to rumble. So, uh, who I think would win is Bane and Hulk because Bane and Hulk, they're big muscly men and they've got cool powers. Yeah, I guess they could win. I mean, because with Bane, he's kryptonite in his metal tube. But I also think Iron Man and Superman can win because... Iron Man could get Bane, take out his kryptonite one, and then take out his liquid sewers and throw him into space so he'll die, and do exactly the same thing with Hulk, except throw him even further away. But can't Hulk breathe in space? He can, but he will starve to death. Okay, your turn to say who you think will win. Who, who I think would win is Bane and Hulk, of course, because they are the coolest superheroes ever. And, um... And um, so Bane could shower Superman over with kryptonite to get him weak, and then um, and then Hulk can smash him up. Uh huh, uh huh. A uh, super hot laser that can cut through almost everything in the whole entire Earth. Okay. Just cuts right through flesh. Okay. Yeah. Good point. How to how to stop that? Is um is Hulk can use his Hulk smash and um and Bane could go on his shoulders. I know it sounds incredibly stupid, but um Hulk could go on to, on his shoulders, jump up, uh, jump up, and like he's doing his Hulk smash, and Bane could shower Superman, and and the Kryptonite, and then Superman falls to his death. Okay, then then how would Iron Man die? Then Iron Man could just get smacked, could just get pulled apart um, with Hulk, with Hulk's, um, with Hulk's strength and Bane's strength. Mm, possibly, but, oh, I don't know. They both have a high chance of winning. It really depends on luck, like, maybe if Hulk jumps off a building or Bane jumps off a building, they could weaken the structure and then crush Superman, or... The other way around and then crushes Bane or something. Are you convinced? Who do you think would win? Vote online on our website, theradiopodcast.com. Behind every good superhero is a good sidekick. But how do they decide who gets to be the hero and who is left to stand in their shadow? Our contributors. Nico Virtue and Andre Morris bring you this next story, Act 6, Sand and Timberweed. I spy with my little eye something beginning with a T. Is it Tumbleweed again? How did you guess? Because it's always Tumbleweed. That's all you ever pick. Every single time. Well, it's probably because there's nothing else. We find our heroes on a long car ride to Galveston Beach, trying to pass the time with more dumb road games. They got bored quickly. A few more tumbleweeds rolled by, but they continue thinking that there is no reason for it. So, um, how often do you pick your nose? Whoa, how did that happen? Where did that tumbleweed come from? It was then that they realised the pattern. 
Whenever Carson was in a dull conversation, a tumbleweed rolled by. They thought it was just a coincidence. But was it? Wait, say something stupid again. I think dogs should be able to vote. I knew it! I knew it wasn't a coincidence. They then arrived at Galveston Beach. Yes, finally. Ah, uh, the beach. So nice. Yeah, let's play. Woohoo! Yeah, sand angels. Before Sandy and Carlson knew it, three hours had passed. Sandy checks his watch. Wow, I just realised it's been three hours already? Ah, oh, shoot, I forgot to take my shoes off. Now my shoes are full of sand. Ha, huh? fail. Sandy made sure to thoroughly empty his shoes so that they weren't uncomfortable on the long trip home. Suddenly, Sandy's shoe was magically filled with sand. Carson? Carson! What? My shoes! They just filled up back up with sand! What? I'm not kidding, my shoes legit just filled up with sand. You have to believe me, I'm being serious. Aha, uh -huh. I knew it. I knew it wasn't a coincidence. What? I can control tumbleweeds. You can control tumbleweeds? Huh. One tumbleweed hit Sandy square on the head. Just a coincidence? Five more tumbleweeds hit Sandy on the face. Okay, you've made your point. Carson has a thin smirk on his face. Okay, then I guess we have superpowers? Cool. The two kids and Carson's parents get into the car to drive back home. Both teens were excited about their superpowers. Carson's ability to control tumbleweeds and Sandy's ability to control sand. They started to argue, though, about who would be a superhero and who would be the sidekick. Me being a sidekick? Sure. Like that would ever happen. Yeah, of course. I'm older, smarter, and stronger than you. I'm faster, more flexible, and I'm just as smart as you are. The boys continued to bicker in this way, all the way back from the beach. Carson's parents dropped Sandy off. The Carter family approached their home in their red Chevrolet. As soon as Carson gets to his room, he has a dig. Carson quickly picks up his tablet and answers the call. Hello? Hey Carson, it's me. I figured. So about these superpowers. We need to settle who's the main hero and who's the sidekick. I agree. How? Meet me at the skate park around 2.30, okay? Sure. How are we planning to settle this exactly? We fight. After lunch though, okay? Okay, fine. Carson ate his lunch, and it was about 2.20. He rushed to the skate park on his bike. It was about three blocks away. Carson wasn't worried, though. Sandy is never on time. One of the most important days of school he slept in for so long that by the time he got there, they were doing maths. They do maths after lunch. Come on, Sandy, come on. 20 minutes later, Sandy turned the corner of the skate park, holding a stick-shaped object. Carson didn't get a good enough glimpse until Sandy was standing right in front of him. Hey Carson, my man, my main man, my homie, my bro. Shut up. What are you even holding? Toy swords. Why? Because when I walked out the door, mum asked what I was doing. I told her we were going to fight each other, like hand-to-hand -hand combat. She said, no, 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 fighting. So I said... Cut to the chase, would you? Okay, long story short, mum said no fighting too hard, so bring your toy swords or nerf guns. I had to say yes or I wouldn't have gone. Nerf guns wouldn't have tested our strength, so I bought toy swords. Okay, fine. Chuck me one, would you? Okay. As the two kids fought with toy swords, an eight-year-old boy walked past. Hey, what are you guys doing? 
Well, we couldn't settle something, so we're gonna fight it out. Yeah, don't forget we're doing it with toy swords. Lame! You guys are the most lame and stupidest boys by far I've ever met. Wow, that was a bit harsh. Yeah, let's stop. This is getting ridiculous. We literally just got burned by an eight-year-old. The two friends walked home together, tired and disappointed in themselves. Thank you for listening to our first episode. Hope, we hope you enjoy it. We have a few people we would like to thank. Special thanks to Phil from Underground Sound for allowing us to tour their studios. The fo folks at Park Road Production for giving us a tour and answering our podcasting questions. Julie Shapiro from Radiotopia for helping us getting started on our podcast journey. And Frankie and Adam from Radio New Zealand for teaching us some microphone techniques. Finally, our teacher, Chris Johnston, who always says to us, Hey, you're ruining the couch! Stop! And the other wonderful staff at Raroa for making this project possible. You can find Raroa Radio on iTunes or on our website, Raroa Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.